The fucking essence of being an artist beyond all like the thinking and the great stuff about it is making tiny repetitive lines over and over and over again for hours. That's what being an artist is. It's so much fucking donkey work, as well as, you know, the metaphysics and the ecstasy and all that bullshit. Art is fucking boring to do all day, but that's how you make it. It's a little bit of annoying you know my, ASMR my for you. My niece does that. She's, I, I think she's two now. Like on YouTube? No, she does that. She does oh. that thing. And, and my <laughs> sister was like, where did she learn that? From you? And I, I heard, no, I've never done that. I don't go, ah. That's so, <laughs> that's so creepy and so weird. And like, I'd, I'd only do that to, to like mess with people. I love it. I like think my, it's so like, funny. You know, you know me. Like I was just like, yeah, yeah. I would do that for that for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. But n- naturally, I won't do that. So she's doing that. She she must have saw it from somewhere. Probably TV somewhere. Yeah, from like, YouTube or whatever. And she's like drinking everything, and she's like thirst quenching. Probably in like some. Well, I don't know. Wait, do little kids like even watch commercials these days? And what for? They, Dude, I don't know what those kids are watching these days. I don't know what they're. It they're, is some messed up children shit. Uh, I've seen some really messed up shit. I don't know what Yo Gabba Gabba or... <laughs> but you know of them. Well, I think that's, I like, old. I don't think people watch yeah, that either anymore. Yeah, they don't anymore. watch Yo Gabba Gabba anymore. No, like, last I heard yeah. Peppa Pig was a thing, but that was, like, that's five years now. ago. Yeah. Wow, look at us talking about these these properties, you know? These creative properties. They are creative I properties, so it's just moving around. I haven't babysat for at least, like, ten years. Maybe more. Probably, like, thirteen years. I think I'm so. a good babysitter, but I'm also bored. Bored. I I'm exactly the same. I always love the kids who like like to play with Legos and stuff because then you can because then you know you can just sit there with this kid and just be like, yeah, give me that. They'll red be in Lego. there like wherever they are, and then they'll be like. The thing is, I'm fine to play with them too. If we're both playing quietly together but separately, like that's my jam. That's the kind of kid that I love to babysit or used to love. To I babysit. I love telling them like creative things because obviously as a kid, yeah, you also want. As a kid, you also wanted like an adult that would come at least come down to your level to a certain degree, yeah, and say crazy magical things. Oh, true. You know. Tell a story, and I my my. Actually, attitude, I hated that when I was. A I kid. liked it. Not, not. I don't pander to kids. No, no. But you can't lie. I hated people yeah, who lied to there you me. Go. That's what really annoyed me. I don't me. lie. I tell them whimsical stories that mm-hmm. are based in reality, but so weird that it, it, absurdism. They, they look at yeah. I, I love absurdism. Okay, when I'm cool, talking to, surreal, uh, absurd stuff. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And it makes them confused. Yeah. But it, it keeps them on their toes, and I like that because it's like, wait, what? And 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 this thing, they're engaged. Yeah. Compared to like just like yeah, okay, I'm gonna go back on YouTube. You know, they're like, what the, what yeah. are you talking about? It's been a while since I've babysat kids and YouTube was not a thing when I used to babysit on a regular basis. That's like 15 years ago. So that is not something I'm aware of. Um, from what I've seen, what little I've seen. There's this little kid that they watch a lot. There's little, a lot of kids I don't know that what just he, hold the things and then, yeah. oh, are you talking about like Ryan's toy reviews? Yeah, everybody knows that one. Yeah. Even I know that one. Yeah. That's like, but that's like. I don't know what issues are going on behind the camera, I'm but on <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, literally, no comment. I have no idea, but on screen, like on YouTube, he looks. It looks very wholesome, so I feel like that's okay. Like I that's so. not. I would be okay with kids watching that kind of stuff. But some of the things I've seen, like over the the last few, I hope especially, that kid turns out all right. Because yeah. starting getting famous at a young age is always messed up. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to get into it that much because I feel like I'm always watching these drama channels and things like that when I'm like, when I just want to clear my head of what's going on in real life. I can't. I can't. I, for me, drama and rea- reality is not my go-to when the world goes oh, to shit. Oh, it's because it's so absurd and completely meaningless and it like helps me to reframe things. Like it's a good contrast. Oh, it's, it's basically to telling yourself things that, are. you know what? I'm not, I'm not that crazy. Well, I'm not that far gone. It's not just that. I think it just shows me that like... There's a wide breadth of things to focus on, and although at what like one of the things is that like there's always somewhere to kind of escape to. There's always like a little escape pod of nonsense that you can just kind of direct your attention to and be like, for the next forty five minutes or thirty minutes or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's usually much shorter. Let's be real; nobody has the patience for a forty two minute reality show thing. That's stupid. Like, but for the next you'll be shocked. For the next twenty four minutes, I'm going to be like Bombarded. not thinking about anything relevant to my life. Nothing relevant to what's going on in the world around me. It's just a complete fantasy world, but seems real enough that it's believable and does not take me out of this. Like, plus, you can kind of like okay. follow people's emotions and stuff without caring about the end result. And at any given moment, you can be like, yeah, I'm done. Just like switch it off, and you're like, oh, I'm done now. Like, Bye. Okay, rea- if, if we're talking about cre- like creative properties, like uh, reality shows and things like that. I'm, I'm not even sure what I'm talking about, to be honest. <laughs> like, just something. Something vaguely realistic and nonsensical. Like, I, I always think about the people that work in those, um, do those pr- types of productions. It's very interesting. It's a, it's very documentary, you know, I don't know how large... I'm not talking about, like, the Kardashians and stuff like that. I'm talking about, like, yeah, yeah. TLCs. Oh, I love that those. I can, that I can do. I hate love those. But in short bursts. They're the worst. They, I actually... They're very depressing. I hate them so passionately that I absolutely love watching other people talk about them. One of my favorite channels on YouTube, like full shout out, is just like th- I'm not even gonna say the names, but there's therapist channels on YouTube that watch like TLC shows. Oh, they're just watching. And they're watching and, they're and commenting on the absurdity of these shows, and I feel so good watching the TLC them. shows or the reality celebrity crap. No, 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 the TLC shows. Oh yeah, yeah. some of them. I I'm sure there's some that do the. Re- is there even reality celebrity stuff anymore? There still is. It's just I don't have cable or... I don't know. But I watch all these things through other people. I never actually watch any of these shows. I always watch somebody else watching and reacting to these shows because I think it's funny. And it kind of is like a nice way to almost bond with people you've never seen me. Like, yeah, we all think this is insane. We all think that person's crazy. We all think this is crazy. Like, I don't know. It's It's mob mentality. It's a mob mentality consensus thing. But it's like a positive mob mentality because everyone kind of comes together and is like, those people are crazy. Don't act like that. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. I don't know. I like that for comedians. I like when comedians like do, like they react to it rather than average person. No, no. I like the therapist specifically because it's like, it just, especially one that I'm thinking of specifically, he like really breaks things down. I think it's called like, um, psychology in Seattle. Yeah. And like, he's a professional. He's like a legitimate professional. He's very good at what he does and very like seems like a very normal and approachable person. So hearing him discuss these things is just so therapeutic because you feel like you're sitting in front of your therapist talking about this crazy show being like, can you believe what these people did? And he's like, wow, 
what do you think the underlying reasons for those behaviors are? And you're literally just sitting there analyzing why people would ever behave this way in real life or in this particular situation. And it's actually kind of good. I mean, I've stopped watching them recently, but it, I had a period there where I was like, yeah, I need this. I need this human interaction. Why are they doing it? Money. You know, Same. I've heard they don't get paid that much to begin with on those shows. Maybe they not get, the DLC ones. But no, the no. Ones. But like 90 Day Fiance and whatever, they get paid like $1,000 an episode, um, which is not a lot. No. Like per couple, I think. Yeah, that's, that's So sad. that's not a lot. But I think they're supposed to leverage that to towards like social media Royalties? or whatever. No. No, it's literally like they leverage it to have a different career in social media or something else. That's depressing. Well, a lot of them have, like, OnlyFans and shit like that. But also, we're living in a world where even bad press is good press, so... Yeah. Even if you're you're, uh, a garbage person, as you like to say. (laughs) Like a a garbage garbage person. person. Um, Yes. It's still a win-win for them because they're they're in your peripheral. They're they're there. You can see them. They're, you know, we... the, The list goes on of people that have started as garbage people. As you like to say. I mean, um, if you and, keep and, saying, and, as I like to say. Because it's your, it's, it's, it's my, it's outside like of this realm. Garbage person. Yeah. <laughs> Where did I get this from? I swear to God, I got it from reality TV to begin with. <laughs> like getting garbage. I garbage. think I did, like a long time ago, and then forgot it, and then got it, like started using it again. <laughs> what a garbage person. Sounds like something from like New, New Jersey, Jersey, honestly. New England, more New England. Than, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Garbage person. But yeah, it makes sense. A Boston accent. Yeah. Um, okay, so creativity. Yeah. Okay. So we hi, gotta, welcome. We never actually introduced. Sorry for this long tangent, but at least you you're, you'll cut it. Is, It'll yeah. be fine. No, we're not cutting anything. Okay. Getting well, to see the weirdos who do the weird things, but also create cool images and cool things. So, hello and yeah. welcome. Your face keeps getting into the shot. Sorry. Your beautiful face keeps getting I'm into like, my shot. <laughs> How dare you? But go ahead. Yeah. So. Uh, so I actually wanted to talk very casually, very broadly, about this new thing that I've discovered called crypto art? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's the one. I'm like, is that right? Am I an old person? I'm like... Talk about that. That's, hmm. that's new. That's a, relatively within the last year or more. A couple years, yeah. for sure. Because I've seen some... In my short span of researching this, about 30 minutes before you came in and then <laughs> a little bit this morning... Um, Sorry. What a, I'm like, <laughs> move back, move back. Yeah. <laughs> Out of my space, please. Sorry, we'll upgrade. We'll upgrade chairs later on because it's like yeah. a little stool. His and... butt is like numb at this point. I don't know what's going on with you. I kind of uh, like it because it forces me to like sit upright. It does, but also uh, it's not full coverage, as they say. <laughs> um, it's like a bad bicycle seat, but it's better than a bicycle seat, but still. It's better than a bad bicycle seat by not by, by much. It's yeah. a lot of bees. Um, yeah, so I really wanted to talk about crypto art because, uh, I think as we seem to always allude to, the world is changing real fast, Mm -hmm. real, real fast. And that is obviously true, true for creatives because in some ways, like it is the creatives that build the world. That's kind of just how it is. Um, the people that are making stuff. Uh, the people that are really on they the... They capture the moment and the time and the vibe yeah. of that. So they're, they're, they're really, in a way, without realizing, documenting 
the timeline or time or the current. Yeah, you're situation. documenting, but you're also the whole thing about being a creative is that you're creating. So you're adding into this. Like you're, you're taking the world itself. You're shaping you're, it. You're reshaping and it. And you're, you're funneling it through it. your perspective of that time and that yeah. vibe or that trend or that whatever. But the you hell know, like who creates the trends? Architects, designers, like people who are at the in the trenches of this yeah. as creatives. Maybe we're not at that level yet, but like, or maybe that's just not the kind of work that we do. But there are definitely people who are at the forefront of these changes, right? Well, you don't. You're, the thing is, if you think you're a trendsetter compared to, I don't. No, no, not, not in the not, creative I'm not world about specifically. But okay. the thing is, like, the <laughs> people that tend to set the trends, like good uh, that are good at it, yeah. are not really trying to. They're just creating very good, you know nuanced work of that time and they're not of their time it's like they're, they're ahead usually, of their time they're, yeah they're usually people are catching up to their work and when they do it's like oh yeah and then you look back at it like a like a you know a tree along the road as you're passing it by you're like oh that's amazing and then you pass oh it's gone okay cool i would say like some of those people are doing it deliberately some of them are doing it accidentally yeah. but that's if they already have the the platform and you know not necessarily it. sometimes it takes time but like those are the people that shape the outskirts that then somebody else picks up on and then somebody else picks up on. You know, it's like, there's a there's a bit of a... It goes like this. It's like also, I love this bell curve situation. It's like the... You have the... You have the concentration of people and then you have... The, okay, what am I saying? Really? Honestly? <laughs> I, I just... I guess I'm just trying to say that there's the people that really start things. There's the people mm -hmm. that are like... You know, back in the day, it was like, who was really starting fashion before the designers were picking it up and putting it on the runway? And then after those designers, who was taking that and creating other runway shows? Okay, and then after that, that who was going to... Like, what I'm saying... All I'm trying to say is that you start off with the inspiration of the real trendsetters, and then it starts to not even trickle down, it trickles up. I think it's... I, on a, I, I'm going in a different direction from okay. it. It's like, it goes from necessity. Like... Right. A, a good example is like, at least recently, that is stuck in my head still is like, when you look at music or dance or things like that, art is a little different to a certain degree. It's still considered art, but I'll give you an example like dance things like that, where a, a, a documentary, even though it's be, it's a little bit after, but the whole ballroom movement, mm -hmm. you know, ballroom of like yeah, Paris is burning and things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, ballroom. Okay. Yeah. It started off with, you know people that were different and wanted a space yeah. to do the things that they loved, but they couldn't either financially or racially or whatever right, that right, be, right. or sexually, they couldn't go to these places that were more restrictive, but, you know, acted like it was, you know, inclusive and things like that. And out of that necessity came these beautiful, creative, avant-garde things. And that's just an example, but a lot of Things come from that necessity. That necessity yeah. to whether it's showing off to somebody. One person is like in hip hop. It was like uh, I forgot his name, but um, he used to make suits, and then he just pieced together a mishmash of different. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. And it was just to show off. Is it Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan. So he used to show off, and 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 it usually starts from that necessity of the simple, the simplest emotions of showing off, trying to court somebody, and finding the or but, I'm cold, I wear this this way, it's utilitarian. Usually things kind of start from there, and then somebody catches on and says, "Holy shit, that person's doing something amazing," you know. And the, the person usually that starts it usually doesn't always 
uh, profit Understand, from it. Yeah. They're just doing it because it's second. It's become second nature to them. It's the thing that they're doing. I agree with all of that, except that I don't think it's always necessity. Sometimes it's just... That's what I said. It's not always, no. but a lot of no. things that we can at least uh, look at. Not always. I think historically that's true, but, but now I don't think that's But it's changed, though, true. because the whole necessity thing has changed because yes. we're more integrated for the most part, globally for the most part, and people are copying each other. Mm-hmm. So whereas back then, each country had its own style, like the U.S. and North America had its own style, and Europe had its own style. Each country in Europe had its own style and own culture. So these things, and also climates, if we're talking about fashion and things like that, own climates of certain things that were just standard yeah. rural people country but became huge fashion. Like the I agree, but I think there are still people that do it deliberately. I'm no, talking I'm not about... That they don't. No, no, for sure. But I'm saying there's the other side of it yes, too, right? There there's the people who are, for example like young designers who went to school to do something and they know how to do it, but they're not necessarily in the higher echelons of those worlds. Mm. And so they might be doing something cool and something interesting and something ahead of the curve. And I'm not saying they're not still, influenced. That's still but kind of a little bit connected to yeah, uh, no one is seeing what I'm is, doing. Everything so I'm is a little a bit risk. connected to necessity. It's a little sure. bit of a risk. I'm not I denying survive. that. And I also need to stand But out. I'm saying there's a difference between doing it accidentally because you're trying to achieve a different goal versus mm-hmm. doing it on purpose because that's the goal you're trying to achieve is to be oh, yeah, there's, 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 to a be spe- there's a spectrum, yeah. a spectrum of it. Yeah, but yeah. regardless, there's people who are that, mm-hmm. who are the people who originally did mm-hmm. whatever the thing is, whether it's by necessity mm-hmm. or by design. Yeah. And then there's the people that, that adopt that or take it or steal it or appropriate it, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes they buy it. Sometimes they don't. You know, it really yeah. depends. Most of the well, time they don't. In a sense, it kind of comes back to what we're talking about in terms of crypto art and things like that. Where we haven't even gotten there yet. Well, we started from there, but I know. I feel, but I, I feel there's, there's, there there's yeah, there's a there's a link in a sense of that whole tangibility and things like that. Of this is a trend, and is it is it a physical thing or is it a digital fleeting thing? It's yeah. Like, it's it's like well, what trend is question. this right now? Even this right now, this digital art is a trend right, right. now. Will it last? Is it viable? To a certain degree, some people have made crazy money off of it. Well, that's the thing. Like, what is this and where does it fit in on the in terms of the... Who are the trendsetters in this field? If we're going to play that game. Is. Who are the people that really started it? Who are the people that are now... Are we now at the point where it's becoming popular? Because if we're talking about it, are we early? Are we on time? Are we late? I don't you know think the, I, mean? I don't think the major publications have talked about at least no. the ones that I look at not yet at least because they they sometimes they dis, in the beginning they dismiss things like all things oh for sure they're like oh it's same just thing a with fad, Bitcoin it's a trend, same thing, thing with like everything yeah and now digital art yeah. come on and they're still not fully on it yet mm. because once you see your I would say your dad in this field saying your dad's paper is is reporting on this thing then you know. It, they're taking it seriously, and it's it's way past, you know, a certain point of just only being a trend for the most part. Even though, yeah, trends come and go, but yeah, at that point, you're behind. Oh, we're still talking about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In terms of in terms of uh, what's it called, uh, the digital crypto art. Forget about digital crypto art, which is connected to digital art. Right. So where do you think we are? Okay. First of all, we're, we're still not there yet. Let's start. Let's start with uh, what do you even know about it? Because I literally learned about it. <clears throat> I will be honest. 
I just want to talk about it as two people that know nothing about it, basically. I, I'm curious. Is that interesting to anybody else? I have no idea. But <coughs> no, let's shoot the shit and just, yeah, let's uh, just talk about it. Let's just see what we we're think. We're in the creative field and we want to well, know what this new thing is. Here's the thing, right? On the one hand, I would argue that we're definitely not ahead of the curve on this. Like, we're not the people no. that started it. We're not the people. We're definitely not there. But on the other hand, we are also in a good place in terms of our own knowledge of the creative world, and where the, things and, are going, and the crypto or whatever. World, at least, and the crypto most. world. You more than me, but to some extent we're aware enough of this kind of stuff that we are still ahead of the game. Yeah. And so if we know about this, but we barely know about this, what do we think? Where are we at? Where do you think it's going? What does it mean to you? Like, what does it excite you? What it do you think? It does excite me because, see, the whole thing about value of your art. In the yeah. beginning, it used to be physical art. You know, it's a physical thing. It's a one-off. It's or a couple of, uh, you know, reprint reprints or, you know... A, a painter doing multiple copies, like, what was it, Bob, I was listening to, like, Bob Ross, the, you know, the painter, the here little trees, this little bush right here, that guy on PBS, made multiple copies of each one he did. You know really? I mean? Yeah. I didn't know that. And I think it was, like... Like, by hand? Yeah, yeah, he would because he's that good, them. he's that badass. Well, he had a technique, for sure, yeah. which is what made him really impressive. And it was, in fact, his work is simple but emotional, like, beautiful, like, detailed and emotional. I just think his mastery of brushes mm -hmm. was, like mind-blowing the way he uses a brush the type of brush the angle this is what i'm pressure, saying he knew exactly what brush the mixing what brush to put exactly where with what color combination to create a certain effect every time yeah. now that's consistency to go back to our previous episode that's professionalism yeah, and proficiency yeah. and consistency yeah he can reproduce the work he does if he wanted to Consistent. That is banana. Confidently, consistently, at the same level. Mm -hmm. Man, this should go in the other podcast, but that's fine. No, we, it's good that other people can watch the other one. Yeah. But coming back to it, uh, that whole tangibility of the physical painting meant something. Just like when we look at commodities and things like that, it's physical things. Gold, diamonds, whatever. There's whatever how much of it is will also depend on the price, like what value, value you give it. But in digital art, where this is um, the realm of, the whole crypto space allowed a token to be assigned to this piece of work. And you can make multiples or whatever, but the fact that... So you, it's limited edition you to You can make real... The digital space. Limited edition. And certain people were trying to um, make the equivalent of you get the digital version... And then you can redeem it for a physical version. Do you redeem it or is it that you can print Not it yourself? Can. You can print, you have the Because the, the one rights. that I know is that you, you have, have a high rights. quality and you have the right yes. to reprint it yourself but for a certain also, amount of time. And depending on what it is, you also, the person that sold it to you, uh, depending on what, which platform you use or whatever you're doing, allow, is allowed to take 10% royalties. If you so if resell you it. do something and resell it, If I buy your crypto art. Oh, shit. Is, you see what I'm trying to say? That's really cool because that completely in in changes the art in world. I didn't know that. Is that? So okay, that's, that's, really, that's cool. what really, once I saw that aspect to it, I was that's like... That's really cool. So once I saw that, so yeah, th that's an aspect of the whole crypto aspect because it's like... And you also don't necessarily know. You know the, the, the pathways of who bought it, mm -hmm. but not who, who bought it. Okay. It's just a number that is tracked to... But you have provenance. That's what it's the called you, in art, right? When you when so when you can trace the history of something, yeah, there's a proof of in who, art, yeah, and you have proof of it, who paid for it, when or whatever. It doesn't have to be a name, but it has yeah, to yeah, be yeah. something that proves that. Yeah, it can that. be anonymous, and is at right. least for the certain. Let's hope crypto stays anonymous, because if it, it, you know the whole decentralized aspect, and that's all the financial thing, and it prevents governments from you know 
going after people. Yeah, so basically this establishes provenance, stops the tax, whatever. And, and then financial uh, security and freedom, in right. my opinion. It creates a f- more fair um, licensing system for the artist. Yes. Plus the artist gets to control the original distribution and the final distribution to some extent, depending on the contracts that they sell. Yeah, yeah. If you say, I want 10% royalties and each time you sell it, so say if you sell for a couple million dollars, and you, have, you, you can track it so you know. Yeah, it's been sold again, it's been sold so again. So do you know if you can only pay for crypto art with cryptocurrency? Yes. That's the point? It's usually in the Ethereum blockchain. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can buy with credit card, okay. but you have to have a, apparently. But you convert it. You convert your uh, your a uh, fiat currency to cryptocurrency, usually um, uh, what's it called, uh, Ethereum. Okay. So, or you could buy. I'm sure you could buy with Bitcoin as well. Uh, but you have to have a crypto wallet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually, for the most part, um, uh, browser based. You have uh, you have your wallet. Weird. Like for example, I have a ledger, and yeah. I have a ledger that is my wallet uh, address. Yeah. And then I can connect that to a browser wallet. Okay. And they they obviously they they talk. They con- okay. So if I say I'm gonna give that much Ethereum or that point whatever Ethereum uh, through your browser, through my browser while you're buying something, you're, you're you're confirming it. Blah 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 blah. So. so but you gotta buy the you gotta buy the cryptocurrency to begin with to buy something. It's like you're going through one thing to another thing to another. So are you um. Okay, that makes sense. So that that both decentralizes and also doesn't decentralize the whole thing. It's There's a tracking process. They can track you. I mean, that's not a... I don't care. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just... It, if you're going to be spending $75,000 on a painting, the, like... Yeah, it's just the encryption aspect of it is the benefit of it because yeah. it does limit copies for the most part. Right. If you're smart about it and doing it properly, the, the proper way. Where there's another artist where... I forgot the name of the artist, but he had tablets encased i think it was in glass or something like that and i think you can charge it that's the only thing you could do with it but it's a looping image like a picture frame Wait, like a physical a physical picture frame and then you get that you get that but you also own it keep replaying yeah you you get a digital copy you get a a digital copy okay it's like a physical physical thing yeah yeah but it's a digital screen i know but what i'm saying is can you print that or is it only in that digital format you already have the copy of it you have the physical like iPad, hypothetical iPad copy. Let's just say it's a holographic a screen. Yes. Let's just say Whatever that. It might be. Okay. And you also have the rights to that print as well. Okay. But most. Do you know if that's limited or unlimited, or it depends on the artist? It depends on the artist. You can make a limited copy, or or or, or just a single one-off. Interesting. You know. Um. Yeah. So I was uh I was reading about. God, do I remember any of their names? I don't. That's why I don't draw those. No, names. there's a guy who. Who had who d- invented Nyan Cat? Oh, I love that one. Yeah, so he sold the rainbow like pop tart cat. He sold a framed like crypto version of that or whatever for six hundred thousand mm. dollars. And then this other guy who's like a known digital artist who does mm-hmm. a lot of pop art type of things. I think I may have sent you that article. I think so. Um, I don't know if you read it or not, but he sold three point five million dollars worth in one day's of worth of sale. Mm-hmm. And I mean. I'm not gonna pretend like that's not equivalent or similar to equivalent to this the likes of like Jake, Jeff Coons or whatever, right? Like it's the same thing. It's not any different. And I'm not surprised as much by that as I am by the idea that people are okay with having digital versions of art only. I don't think they're okay. It's not about being okay. It's I think just it's, an investment. It's an investment because Purely. just like what we talked about, I think in the previous episode is like um Robin Hood and things like that. Yeah. Um, it at a certain point these things allowed the average individual 
to jump into these markets like Christie's and things like that. So and how do you being think... able to acquire uh, limited things just like physical art they would back in the days if they had mm. the money, you know, or they had the connection. But what's the pleasure of having the digital versus the physical? I can't version? speak to that because it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't. It doesn't appeal to me in that way because there's nothing tactile about. Yeah, it. that's why the better. Like I can't say better, but. The artists that are clever about it right. and using this in the best possible way, the best adopters are the ones that are doing this, like I said, this uh, QR code, physical, um, yeah. encased, physical version that I has a digital screen for looping. one of these guys that, I'm ta- that I was reading about did that, actually, mm-hmm. but I wasn't And then sure also give a digital copy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So having both of that. Like a high-res digital copy. High-res. You can do whatever you with. You do whatever. And, but also some of this art is... Um, movement art like it's gifts and right and mp4s or whatever it might be that's true so it's moving some of them are videos it's like when you look at youtube and you look at uh i love lo-fi um animations like when you're doing lo-fi studying like it's yeah. always a category lo-fi whatever and you see a girl or a boy or whatever just studying and it's like a gif art that and like so it's a loop moving, yeah it's a loop and a lot of that is sold but again, but putting on that wall, unless you get a tablet, which needs electricity, when the power grid goes down, what the what are you gonna do? Well, I wonder what is the real value of that in the physical world. There's a sense. It's. A, I think it's. I think it's just using the current tools in another way. That if there was no electricity, it wouldn't be practical. Yeah, but I mean, I I want to get to the like real heart of the matter. Like, why are people interested in this? There has to be something beyond the money because. I saw the kind of work that was selling. Right, and some of it is I don't even want to talk about it. But some of it, I think it's money. Yeah, but just like Robin, what does that mean? Just like I know, I know, I know, I know. I get that it's the average person wants to be okay, but why this? But why this? Why this? Why art? Why digital art? Why specifically? For example, was it Neem something? I don't know. There was an artist who does like pop culture art that is like um elon musk punching somebody with a big yeah that kind of thing thing, that kind of stuff like he does like like now pop pop yeah yeah yeah. and i and there's something there you know like i like the work that he does i don't understand spending eighty thousand dollars on it and just like what you were saying for example regarding um watching for example the lo-fi kids mm-hmm. let's call them the lo-fi gang mm-hmm. i love that too and i think having a projector and putting on a youtube video with the lo-fi crew on a nice like boring day and mm-hmm. having that music on that really brings me joy that but brings a lot of people joy sand, but sans music but i know i know but what i'm saying is that brings me something I, and i don't have to pay for it yeah, yeah. i don't have to give eighty thousand dollars to it but there is that kind of transcendence between that, which is free, mm-hmm. and this, which is $80,000 or $600,000 or whatever. What is that? What the hell I, are we I, missing? I think, I think it comes down to mob mentality and, 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 and FOMO and all those things. That's so cliche, though. There's like... I'm sorry, but I want to believe that there's something deeper. No, you... Listen... I'm not going to be one of those people that just analyzes something that is just straightforward and like, it's money, it's money and clout and yeah, I bought but, this stupid thing okay. and it's, it's, but no, I don't No, I don't agree with that. There's this okay, comes I'll, from okay, something. I'll give you something. I'll give you something. It's, it's, I also feel if you like an artist, like I can name many artists that I like mm. and if they were to do maybe not a digital piece. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a physical person. But this is my point, right? This is what this is what I think we're missing I think here. Okay, is. ready? I'll say uh-huh. this. 
I partly feel that it's a bunch of crypto people that have made a lot of money through crypto. And they're just like, I can put it to some good use. If I can't buy crypto with the, you know, a Christie's auction, unless they change the fiat. So but if they do change the fiat, they'll be taxed upon so it. So then like, do you think that this is their version of trying to enter an echelon of richness that 100%, they haven't? 100%. And like, why do you think they're ch- why why do you think they're they're establishing it as an auction? Not not all of them. For the most part, some of them even are just on the based. But even in the small ones that are cheaper on the cheaper level, people are trading. It's like Pokemon. Remember Pokemon cards? Right after the fact, you wonder you, why. Yeah, even you the Pokemon trade. cards was a physical thing. That's true. You got a Charizard? Get I hated that. I actually never liked that. You know? I never traded cards. I never did. I collected cards. I built my deck. If I didn't want them, never then did. I would like maybe trade them but most of the time nobody wanted the cards that i didn't want anyway so what the hell is the point so it's like i would just build the decks i wanted to build if i wanted to build them and then i would eventually get bored and give them away to somebody but the fun to me was in playing the game and figuring out the strategy of like okay but like which magic cards was really awesome magic the gathering and stuff like that fucking yes sorry guys sorry guys i'm getting like but you get what but that was you and the way you thought about it but some other person is more of a collector and not a player but also it's like the people that don't have never played basketball or any sports i refuse but they're obsessed with sports and stats but here's what you're missing here's what you're missing most of those people Facts. that are obsessed with stats played it at some point in their lives. They just never got to the level of being a professional. And I truly, deep down, okay. believe that yeah, most yeah. of those people I know, I know are living out a fantasy version of their own lives that never happened through another person. But don't you think people are kind of doing this in this way? They they always wanted to get a piece of work. Well, this is what I mean. They can never buy those artists That's like the Picassos. So they're That's trying to catch onto this new fad. Oh my God, but also, I have Bitcoin. Why are they not able to buy those things like the Picasso, not the Picasso. With Why the are they one? not able to take money, cash it out, and then go buy themselves whatever the fuck they want in real life? <laughs> because of taxes. And let's, okay, that is it. See, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. My purchases are not worth as much if you take them out and then. Cash no, no, they're still the equivalent of roughly, hopefully equivalent. But it's the fact of your purchases will be documented and you'd have to claim taxes and all the, like all this stuff. This whole, you know, so but they don't want to be trapped. Around like it's the and same. then no one will ever know that you own this piece of work that is but worth then, millions. But what's the, okay? That's another thing. Think about it. It all comes down to money and and okay, okay, finances okay. I get what you mean now. Like I get what you mean now. Yeah, I can own this. I can own this million dollar thing that some, everybody wants, mm-hmm. and it's a digital thing. So at least if the IRS or whatever tax system you're working with comes at you, mm. you can throw it into the web where you only know the password, and they never knew it existed. And then you can come back when you get af- out of jail or whatever. And, <laughs> and you have your money sitting I'm, there. That's, uh, that's I love the way how I think. everyone's just like basing this on, well, when we go to jail, we're going to need... They're preparing. A- I'm being honest because, let's be honest, um, yeah. Yeah. Most people don't like the government. Okay, but like... And, and taxes and stuff like that. Uh, okay. They're okay with certain aspects of paying taxes, but... I don't know. I'm being honest. I'm, Look, I'm always like... Do you know how to solve up. this? I've been saying how to... I've solve been, what? The crypto thing? Everything. Do you know how we solve everything? We just go back to smaller city states instead of these giant cities, and we redistribute people across these spaces to some extent, and then we're good. Here's my stance on that: um, more people need to get the f out of cities 
yeah. and go back to rural places. Yeah, I know, but that's exactly what it is. But you're talking about you distributing people. No, 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 no. I'm saying people should distribute themselves that way. I'm not yeah. saying I'm yeah, yeah. Wording is everything. That, that's what my mind went to. I was like, no, but you're what I'm saying is you can't live there has now. to be a redistribution. Let me say it that way. There yeah. has to be a redistribution of Self- people. And encourage people. Of the people. population. Yes. yes. Create. Like they did yes. in the beginning of Canada, as we can speak of Canada and the U.S. Yeah, give people incentives to go to other places. Big incentives. Give them what, land. Though? Give them something. Guess what, though? Big corporations have taken these lands and bought these farms. China's buying these lands. Yes, foreign governments are buying these lands. No, no literally they people, are. No, too, are. though. Yes, I know. But They're also, them. But also people, because I can understand, if you live in China and, like, shit's getting more and more expensive and you're like, oh, where can I go to get a bunch of land for cheap? Saskatchewan. Like, it's not insane to think about no, the fact that if you're a farmer who's been farming your whole life and maybe you don't have that much space in China because there's a lot of people, but it's not you might want to come here. here. You have to stop there. We assume it's an individual doing this. I'm For not, the most I'm part, not, it's conglomerates okay, and things like okay, that. Okay, okay, but I'm saying, I'm not... Mm, we're going to end this conversation because this is going to get real, real bad <laughs> real soon. Uh, all I'm trying to say is it doesn't just have to be that. At the end of the day... Mm-hmm. It is also just the fact that we are not encouraging our own population to well, redistribute, but other people from other countries are smart enough to understand that we are. have this land, yes. and therefore they can come here and be like, hey, cheap land, mm-hmm. let me get in on this and actually make it work in whatever yes. way I want to. And this is kind of my point. That's all I'm trying to say, yeah, regardless yeah, no, I, of look, who it is. Look, that, you're, you're talking about a, a better living system in a way that encourages financial security, financial right. independence, right. so we don't do crazy, stupid shit. As I like, mean, you know. I don't want to turn this into a political podcast, but also I just feel like you've got to support- Art is political. You got that's true. Like you have to support the different parts of the country. You can't just support specifically yeah. major cities. People are always going to be divided. Well, even come so back as an artist. Why do you think a lot of artists either they do two things? They go to rural areas and leave. Yeah. Or they stay in a city. It all depends on what they're doing. But then it's a funding problem, right? Because like you know, this is where like I'm attempting to apply for grants, and I've been getting into that system in Canada specifically, and it's very. It's the first time I've attempted to apply for any kind of money uh, to fund my work. I feel like a long time of doing it. And part of it that I, is that I was like, yo, this is too much. This is like a lot of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can qualify, whatever. But the thing is, there's there's also like an uneven distri- distribution of these grants. Because who gets them? People in cities, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, on the one hand, yes, it's where the majority of people are concentrated. So just by the very fact that the population of artists is going to be stronger in a city and mm-hmm. higher and that's where the schools are and that da 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 it still feels unfair because people who are not in those cities don't get considered for those grants as much and because also I think part of the reason for that is because there's an assumption whether true or not that people who don't live in cities have more funds available to them because they don't have to pay the high prices of living in cities but there is also I think a lack of understanding of like how are they making their money? How much money are they making? Whatever. But, and I mean, there's a little bit of truth to it. There is. Because, like, let's be real. Toronto and Vancouver are two of the most expensive cities in the entire world. In the entire world. Yeah. How are artists supposed to support themselves without grants and all this kind of stuff? But at the same time, I do understand that if you're an artist who moved somewhere in a rural place... And you're trying to get grants and funds and whatever, and you feel like everyone who's getting grants and shit is 
from the cities, you're going to get frustrated because it feels unfair. But there's a lack of consideration as to the population and the requirement yeah. for them to like be well, able to have those spaces to work. It's also there's, it, you know, why? Because they know the people that are giving grants that the industry is there in mm-hmm. these cities. These yeah. establishments and things like that, they're in the cities and not necessarily in the rural areas. Yeah. So you always have to leave these rural areas to go to the city. Yeah. And apply. It's sad, I know. No, it's, it's... It's just because well, it's, it's... You have to understand, they're not just giving you a grant. No. It's a, it's a financial investment. Well, yeah, they have an expectation that you're going to develop some kind of body of work that they can they show off and talk about to some extent. That, yeah, like, even if they're not getting that money back. You yeah, know, no, they, they don't it's, expect it's, to get the money back. They, get they expect money, they to get, get it, something else They back. get it in, in terms of saying, hey, we got amazing art and it brings more maybe tourism or maybe, maybe whatever. Maybe more artists. Maybe yeah. more economy. The cities, if, yeah, cities are, economy if cities are smart, they would basically, yeah, give out grants to make better artwork, better entertainment, better things. And then the city gets money through tourism. Yeah. These artists and whatever are creating amazing shit right. that people can see. Right. So that's sadly, I think, one of the reasons why they're not giving to rural people. Makes sense, unfortunately. It always comes back to money. <sighs> Frig, man. It's so hard. It's so hard to be a working artist and not... Like, I don't want to think about the money, but you have to. Oh, yeah. You, you absolutely have to, and... It starts to get to the point where you're like, am I even scrupulous anymore? Where are my scruples? No, that, that's that scruples. I just really want to say the word scruples. Um, no, but it, it, like I was talking to a friend of mine about just the fact that it feels difficult to take up space as an artist sometimes because you feel like just by existing, you're taking away space from another artist. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, at least in this in this particular area that I'm in, like, of being an artist, like, a full-time artist who's trying to seek grants or whatever, that's the worst, because that's how it makes you feel, and that's a really bad thing to feel. It is the worst, because that's, it comes back to the other episode, self-confidence. Oh, no, 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 it's not a self-confidence thing. No, 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 it's not a self-confidence thing. I completely disagree. This is a, this is a lack of resources thing. This is a matter of, if you get a grant, Somebody else might not get a grant. If they get a grant, you might not get a grant. But that's the way life works, though. That doesn't matter. It's horrible. You know, like, say you... I don't know, it's a bad... uh, But what I'm saying is it creates this, like, really, really unhealthy kind of competition where you don't just want to... You don't just want to win because your work is good. You have to win because it's a matter of survival. Rather than... And you don't feel happy when other people win. Mm. You can't support them because you feel like that's not you. And then if you win, you're like, well, that's not them. You know what I mean? Here's the issue. Um, Speaking in terms of uh, the city we are in, the grants are one thing, and it's Mm. harder to get that. Yeah. But the public support in your artwork is another thing. And it all depends... Also, there's many factors to that. Right. Of the community supporting you and buying your art and maybe a private funder comes and supports you and blah, 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 right? Whatever it might be. There's... I think we were talking about the, the previous episode... Not the previous, but the previous, previous episode. <laughs> that we can go... Just, even, you know, did just it even it. exist? Did, did it exist? I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, in episode one? In episode one. But coming back to that, it's... Does the community support you and is that community a healthy, financially healthy, supportive community? Because even though this city is expensive to live in, yeah, that doesn't mean people are going to give you anything. And, and on average, they're willing; they're not willing to spend their money on art as much as other cities. 
And it comes down to the culture of that city. It's changing right now. It's coming to the culture of the city. Yeah. But I think it is changing. I think, like, with the, the C word outside. Yeah, the, the hokey pokey. The hokey pokey, as we've established. Uh, it's been really... I think it's become clearer to people that if they're going to spend more time in their homes, they need to decorate them. And mm. I think... Actually, this is an interesting topic that we don't really need to get into, but I predicted about, like... Last year, I want to say, but it's hard to know what, what is time. Uh, and I'm not the only one, but there was a, a I predicted that there's going to be a big maximalism trend coming through for a while because mm-hmm. everyone got real sick of the minimalist stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we got real, real sick of that. It's boredom. Because, look, I'm just going to go briefly into this. Here's the thing. I love a nice minimal essential situation. Like, nobody needs more stuff than they need. But figuring out what that limit is, is very different and personal for people. Like, not everybody wants the same shirt in one color, like, seven pairs of, you know? Yeah. Some people want to have a wardrobe of different stuff. And I kind of, I think a lot of people came to the same conclusion, myself included, over this last, like, these last couple of years, but definitely last year for sure. I think everyone wearing the same clothes at home and not going out and whatever, we're all realizing how freaking boring it is and how much we need, like, color and excitement Mm -hmm. and things in our lives, combined with the fact that we're all at home constantly, right? And we're all, like, surrounded by our minimal apartments, and we're like, shit, there's nothing to do in here. We didn't buy anything interesting. Like, we don't have blankets. Everything sucks. And then everybody went on a shopping spree. And then so... you look back at your parents' ugly taste, and you're like, that would have been more interesting in this house. No, 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 no. My parents lived in a beige on beige on beige on beige apartment, and that is still my nightmare to this very day. Uh, no, thank you. But, I mean... I think if you were, like, a creative person, if you're a stylist or, like, you're a person in fashion or a person in art, I think you develop your taste a lot earlier. True, but not everyone. Here's the thing, though. Sometimes you'll be surprised. People that are amazing outwardly in their work yeah. usually live quite simply and quite, like, in a drab, you know, way because it's where that focus goes. You know what I mean? I mean, the, yeah. Like, their work might that's be fair. the most vibrant, colorful thing, and that's their professional work. Mm. But their homes can be so bland and so boring and I feel it's also where they probably put most of their energy and creativity on that side. I don't know if that's true house. because for I've me, it. it's a holistic thing. I know I know that happens, but mm-hmm. I'm saying I don't think that's always true. Because I think, like, I can understand, especially if you have a job that requires for you to be on the computer a lot or really be in your own head a lot, which mm-hmm. a lot of creative jobs are, mm-hmm. um, it's easy to forgo your environment. But I think it's so important to remember. And I think at the end of the day, like, Personally, I I think for me it's a holistic thing. Every aspect of my life has to reflect something about me or like feel like an extension of one whole system. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it's like a system of living. Yeah. And if I don't do that with everything, including my decor, my furniture, the way that I cook, what I eat, like where I go, how I dress, like all that stuff is really important to me. Yeah. And it also reflects in my art and is influenced by my art. So I feel like if I don't pay attention to how my place is decorated, that's like an aspect of my creativity that's a little bit dead. Do you know what I mean? And I understand that not yeah, everybody's not everybody, like that. Yeah, not everyone views it For like sure. That. But yeah, but, if it, but I'm saying that's what works for you. Yeah. And that's the way how you take that same energy and maybe parse it out to different things. True. Or the same energy. So yeah, so, so that's what I'm going to say. So it depends on the person, but... 
we're, <laughs> this current situation that we're still in, um, a lot of people are bored and they just like, it's amazing. And also awesome that people are educating themselves yeah, creatively. Totally. Yeah. Even if it's something as, as, as simple as napkins or, or their towels and the way they do them or, you know, their backsplash, you know yeah. what I mean? And like our priorities or our focus are changing based upon our current situation. Yeah. And that's how the world kind of always was. It's like, sometimes we need this cause there's a, horrible blizzard that we're stuck in for months. I don't know, hypothetically. And we Basically start all this. we start all wearing scarves all day, all long, whatever, whatever it might be. I don't know. Right. So th- there's a part of necessity and there's a part of um, boredom and there's a part of trends. Like yes. I before. There's, there's these many guess, factors that factor into what's the current obsessions we're doing right now. So the necessity of now is like comfort, I would say. Comfort and extravagance. Mm, people, yeah. Because, the, the, the whole not going out thing definitely also gives yeah people because people money would and... make like they would have if they if they're uh, uh, what's it called are lucky enough to live with a significant other and not be divorced or whatever in the time frame or broken up that they would make like date nights within their house and they would dress it's like up every night is date night you know what I mean you would dress up and you know go extravagant even though you're not going anywhere necessarily mm-hmm. you would go pick up uh, you know take out and then oh you'd be God, like yeah. oh why are you wearing a wedding dress? Uh, okay, that's stuff. a bit much. You know, but people, who knows? You listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say people won't do that. Let's pause this. I need to go pee too. Oh my god, I'm dying.